Welcome to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. By now, you certainly know that Instagram is a social media platform that is arguably the most important platform to establish your brand and business as we head into the future. Understanding the growing of following is simply what the world tells you is important, but in actuality is purely vanity with very little results. And that's why we have come to really appreciate and endorse Michelle Berman with the Instagram Power Method, who teaches you how to actually connect with ideal clients and attract them to you without having to sell. Michelle comes from a place of practicing what she preaches, as she has built her business 100% through organic Instagram leads. Everything is rooted in sales psychology and conversation based on tapping into the brains of your ideal client. Vanity metrics are for, well, vanity. Go connect with Michelle today. Check out PowerMethodMasterclass.com. That's PowerMethodMasterclass.com and be prepared to change your business's life. Welcome back to episode 62 of The Social Genius. We are live on the YouTube and being recorded here in a, a studio near you or our homes, as the case may be. Neil, maybe your office. I've got a little bit different guest on uh, the, the, the right of me or left of me, whichever way it looks on your screen. Usually it's a guy named Tristan. This week, it is a gentleman by the name of Neil. And we've had Neil on before because Neil uh, does some pretty awesome stuff when it comes to social media and video and content strategies. And I wanted to bring Neil back because... Uh, I don't know how much Neil follows me, but I follow Neil and I watch his stuff and I love what he does. He's been doing some events, some small events, some big events. Uh, and obviously he has figured it out. If you go check him out on, let's just use Instagram as an example. He's Neil home N E E L home. And he's got a shit ton of followers and a consistent content strategy. And Neil, I wanted to talk to you about that today. So welcome, welcome back. First of all, um, yeah, thanks for having let's me. Have, let's give, give a little introduction of yourself, who you are. Uh, you're in the mortgage business. You're based out of Nevada, but to give a little, give a little, uh, intro to yourself and let's dive deep on you first. And then let's talk about the events. Yeah. So I am in, uh, I'm based in Nevada mortgage on the mortgage side. I'm a content creator. I would say first before a loan officer, <laughs> before a branch manager, before a salesperson, because if people aren't aware of me, then it's gonna be really hard to do business. And that has never been more uh, of an accurate statement than now, right? It's more true than ever before because we're heading into a slower market, right? Where it actually matters who you know and how many people know you and trust you and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. And then just in the last four years, got into the content game, first making videos that nobody watched and people made fun of me. And then got a little better and a little better and just stuck with it and didn't quit. And uh, really started to get a lot of traction in the last 18 months and just took off. And, and over the, even doing bad content, Jeff, I was getting traction, like more growth could, because so many people in our industry just don't do it. So just showing up weekly uh, with bad videos was even a net positive to my business. And then, you know, 
kind of got better at it from there and just took off. I love it. I love it. And you, you said something that, that kind of sparked uh, an objection that we constantly hear. And that is, okay, Neil, how can you say you're a content creator first? How do you do business? I mean, how, how, how are you in your business? And so, and first of all, let me digress for a second. So Neil and I run very parallel. I think we've run really parallel in terms of when we started doing what we're doing and where we've kind of scaled up to. And we do things slightly different in how we execute, but very parallel in terms of the general strategies, which is why I think you and I can relate so well. Uh, but yes. you call yourself a content creator. I hear this question all the time. I'm going to ask you, how in the hell can you operate a business which is the business of mortgages, which is answering the phone when a realtor calls, which is answering the phone when a borrower calls, which is dealing with fires that you're putting out every single day because we know how this goes, which is dealing with objections on rate because that's what's happening right now in our business. Um, how? I mean, come on. How does, the, how does the average Joe realtor, how can they pull that off? Yeah, so I think you, you just make a priority like you time block, just like everything else. It's like people say they don't have time to create content. And if you're a user of social media, what if I, I mean, what if I, it is to be awkward for some people, what if I took your phone from you and, and looked up how much time you spend online, you know, right. And then somebody might spend 10 hours a week or, or 20 hours a week on social media or different, different sites. And, uh, and then that same person will say they don't have time to create content. Right. So there, there is time. It's just a matter of what's a priority. So that's kind of a hard way of saying it, but I think the, the other part is I, after speaking to all these events and telling all these people to do content for years, uh, I found that it's not like that they're just lazy. It's just, they don't know what to do. Right. And so you give them tactics. Um, you give them kind of the, the, uh, the way of doing it and that has helped people. And then also the other thing that I think people will kind of, the reason why they don't do it is because they don't want to put themselves out there starting from scratch. And uh, the good news is I don't think anybody cares because everyone's so busy. It's so noisy out here that in the beginning, you're going to have very few people watching your videos anyways. So like, don't worry about, oh, I'm going to put myself out there and it's going to look bad and look like there's four people watching it in the beginning mm -hmm. and two of them are related to you. So don't worry about that part. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a big deal. Um, and then as you get better, like you'll start to build your audience and that's the way it should work. Like when you get to actually more people watching it, by that time, you've probably worked out some of the, uh, the bugs and you've gotten better on camera. Love it. I love it. And, and I think, uh, let me articulate a little bit differently what you said, which is, you know, if he steals your phone, he's going to see that you are just like everybody else spending how many hours a day on social media, but what are you doing? Are you going to fall in the 98% that is a consumer? Are you going to find that you're going to put yourself in the 2% that are creators and, um, you know, find the time. And I answer the same question, you know, it's like, listen, man, I just prioritize it. And if I don't have time, days get away from me. I don't know if this happens to you, but there are days when I, I'm playing reactive, right? All day long. And then it's like, okay, family's in bed, back down to my office, turn on the lights, let's create some content. Like it's just, yep. it's the way it's got to go, right? Big time. Awesome. So let's talk about your strategy, man. So, it, you know, tell us about your journey. So, you know, you probably started like me and you were just kind of muddying along and then you figured something out and it's working really, really well with your content strategy, which, which lies around investing and things like that. But walk us through that and hopefully is, and, and, and articulate it in a way that maybe somebody can, that light bulb moment where they'll figure out, ah, oh, that's what I need to be doing. Yeah. So I think, uh, 
the best way to think about this in the most simplest terms is going to be just look at the questions that you're getting, you know, from clients, uh, you can, or the questions that consumers are, are having about our industry online, um, problems that people typically face when trying to buy a home or sell a home if you're a realtor or get a mortgage, if you're a mortgage guy, um, and what do we do to solve those problems? What do we do to answer those questions? And we're having these conversations one-on-one -on -one anyways with clients, right? So those are the videos. So when a client says, you know, I'd like to buy, but Neil, dude, I don't really have that much money to put down. What's my answer, right? That's the video. Or you know what? My credit sucks, but I really want to get into home ownership. What do I need to do to get there? My answer is the video. The problem is the way people would normally do this is very thoroughly with a lot of jargon and a lot of explanation. That's our job with clients. But what I found is in the content world, because it's so noisy right now, because there's so many people putting out content, uh, not within our industry, but just in general, there's just a lot of sh stuff coming at the consumer. Um, it's hard to get people's attention, right? In the beginning. Uh, once you have authority, it's easier to, to do that. But in the beginning, it's hard to keep people's attention. So now what you have to do is take that, what you would normally say and dumb it down and probably dumb it down one more time and then remove a bunch of words. And then you get into this mode of like taking a somewhat complex topic and making it simple. And some people will say, dude, uh, if, if you do that, Jeff or Neil, you, you're, you're going to sound dumb. Well, no, taking complex things and making it easy for the average everyday person is actually a skill. It's a sought after skill. And if you're good at that, that you're the, you, you have a way, you have a huge advantage over your competitors because everybody else is going to take three minutes to explain what you can explain in 27 seconds. Yeah. So instead of saying this whole drawn out thing, I could say, look, these are the three things you need to do to improve your credit. So you could buy a home. Or these are the three things, you, you know, something simple like that. And people will watch because they'll be like, it's less about you. It's more about the actual tips. I love that. Um, so when it, when you're thinking about that, because it's funny that you mentioned that, that, that um, we tend to over talk. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's like, we're scared to death of the camera. Then we finally turn the camera on and then we just blabber on with 52,000 ums uh, for five minutes. Right. And that's, that's what and ends we up also like repeat ourselves and we yeah. tie, you know, we circle back. So to summarize guys, these were the thing I like literally just said that. And then I say it again at the end, like I did the same shit. It's just hard to, you know, cause that's how we do it with clients. You really want to make sure they understand, but uh, just, you know, a stranger on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn doesn't have the attention span to, to do that. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like when you, if you, if you think of it in terms of like television commercials, which is something most of us, especially, you know, our generation can relate to, there's a reason why they're 30 seconds. Oh yeah. You've got to get a powerful message across in a short amount of time. And so the other thing that's really a shift, Jeff, that's really changes in the beginning, I was creating content for the few people who followed me. You know, even people watching this, they're like, yeah, I got 300 followers or a thousand followers or maybe more. So you're creating, you think you're supposed to create content for those people. That is the incorrect answer. You're supposed to be creating content for strangers, especially if people are going to share your content or if the platform is going to push your content, like right now, um, TikTok and Instagram push your content to brand new people who have never seen you before. And so what would you do if a stranger came across your video? Like you have no authority. They don't know who the heck you are. They don't know how successful you are or how much industry experience you have. 
Like, what are you going to do in 30 seconds to provide value? And that is the quickest way to get someone's attention is to give them something useful that they would save, share, or consume, you know? And that's mm -hmm. the, uh, I think that's a shift is create content for strangers, not for the people that already fight. They already hit the button. You don't need to convince them again. Like they're good. So let's get some new people in there. And uh, that's where you're going to grow. I love that. Now, what would you say to the person that says, but Neil, my content strategy is built around my SOI, my past customers. I am talking to them because I want them to remember me. That's cool. You can do both, right? So you can make videos that are for SOI. They're not going to do as good with strangers, but uh, those people already, you know, have some, uh, you have authority with them. You have some, there's some trust and likability there. So you could make longer videos for them and you should, right? Like one of the things I did in the beginning that no one really saw was I would just send videos out to my database and it was great. Like people stay engaged with you. They consume those more than they would an email. So I'd use bomb bomb and other tools to just embed a video in an email and send it out to the database. I was just going to ask you that. So you use bomb bomb. Yeah. So I was using that. And, uh, sometimes I'll even now I'll use like Vimeo or even YouTube. You can put a video on YouTube for free, unlisted, put the link in a email. Like someone's like, well, I don't have a CRM. Well, you got email, you got Gmail or you got outlook, like literally copy and paste a hundred emails on the BCC line of an email and put the link to the unlisted video, which is free on YouTube and uh, blast that out. Or it could be a listed video on your channel if you want to make it public, but like sending market updates, sending little things like this, like just distribute it in a simple way. Yep. Uh, people get hung up on like, oh, I don't have these tools. Or I don't have this. You got an iPhone, you got email and YouTube's free and yep. that's all you need. Yep. It's funny. I used to actually do that strategy by using YouTube unlisted before bomb bomb existed. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was more tedious, but it worked. I mean, if some, I'm just saying like, if somebody's like, yo, I don't want to buy bomb bomb. I don't want to yeah. use, I hate new tech. I hate learning a new system. Yeah. Okay. Well just, you got a phone, just shoot yeah. it on there and just yeah. upload it. So I think like, uh, we got to kill the excuses, make it simple for someone. And then, uh, what I found is the, um, you know, people aren't creative, but creating makes you creative, right? Like someone might look at your strategy on like TikTok and reels and say, Jeff, how do you come up with all this funny stuff to do? And it's like, I'm sure you didn't have all these ideas. They just started to come. Like, it's like a river, like it just starts flowing, but you got to get in there. You got to start doing it. And so I had no ideas for informational content. Now I have so many ideas. I'll never execute on all of them. I'll never be able to complete all my ideas. Yeah. So I went from having nothing to like a flood. And how does that happen? I have the same knowledge. It's just by doing it, it just opens this other part of your brain of creativity. Like, oh, I could say it like this, or I could do it like this. And, and the problem with that is you start uh, obsessing a little bit. So you start thinking of it all the time, you know? And so oh, yeah. you gotta like, you gotta keep, keep, keep a lid on that sometimes. Like with your family, my wife gets pissed at me sometimes. Uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir. You, you and I speak a, a very unique language, a language that doesn't exist to most other people. We could geek yeah. out all day on this stuff. We, we need to hang out one of these, one of these years. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, shit, I better put this on stories or, you know, I better do <laughs> like I, my mind's always thinking of, Hey, I need to create something. And uh, you know, it's a gift and a curse a little bit. Right. It is, you know, it's not to digress too much on that, but I, we were actually at my daughter's graduation party yesterday. I heard my mother-in-law telling somebody, just really good about capturing, you know, memories on video and camera and stuff like that. I'm like, 
I'm glad you noticed that I'm, <laughs> you know, because yeah, some people appreciate around. it. That's cool. Yes. Like yes. a lot of people will say, hey, man, you do really cool stories. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm just, you know, in, be in the beginning, you're doing stories and you're all shaky and you don't know. And, you know, you're trying to say you want to highlight, for example, you know, something personal, because that's a huge part of content is like showing people mm -hmm. you're a real human, not just yeah. the content, not, it's not the information, but like, oh, here's my family. Here's yeah. my interest. Right. So Instagram stories are a great way. Facebook and Instagram stories are a great way to do that. So I would like, you know, in the beginning, say I'm like showing this cool place where I'm at right now. And this, this guy looks great. So that's worthy of one story. The problem in the beginning was like, I would show it, you know, for 40 seconds and you lose people's attention. Like, so you start to get these little tricks, like, okay, you know, if, 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 if attention is also valued, even in stories, let's be quick to the point. Many times I'll take a camera out and say something to the camera. And it took me like a minute and a half. I'm like, you know what? I could probably get that down to like 45 seconds. If I really was straight to the punch, yeah. no fluff, you know, no yeah. ums and ahs and all this other shit. So I'll sometimes record the same thing like six times. Uh, and then I'll get it down to where it only takes up three stories, which is 45 seconds, right? Yeah. Rather than six stories. Cause you know that people's attention is going to go down each dot there is there. They're just, 100%. they're just not, they're in the mode of like quick, quick, quick. So, you know, this whole skill of being able to provide value or entertainment in short bits is becoming really valuable. Yeah. It's underrated and it's super valuable right now because that means that you can keep people's attention for short bits. Once you have them, now you can keep them for longer. So now I'm transitioning over to YouTube. Let's get them over to watch some five or eight minute videos, mm -hmm. which feels like an attorney on Instagram, but people love those videos on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I love it. So, so, okay. So let's talk about this continued evolution. So you talk about kind of how you started and, you know, and, and you, you, you struggled like everybody else. You, you went down the, the, the path of, okay, I'm just going to answer the questions that I'm getting asked every day, but now you've now shifted and we're talking Instagram. I'm not going to talk about YouTube because that's a whole okay. nother beast for another it's day. A whole call. Yeah. Correct. Um, it, you, you shifted into making money, investing, how to become a millionaire. Um, yeah. how do you make money when you sleep? Those kind of things. And so what, what caused that shift? And is that where your growth occurred? Yes. So like right now we talk about mortgage and real estate. Now, last year was a kind of cool thing. In 2021, mortgage and real estate was actually trending as a really high search thing because real estate was red hot. Like every seemed like everybody's like trying to get into real estate, buy real estate, and then they need loans and all this stuff, right? So even if you talked about those things, a few of us who did those topics like really got a lot of extra traction. Like right now it's calming down a little bit. And what you'll find though is what's always trending is money, financial fitness, right? And so what, at the end of the day, like you could talk about real estate, but what is one of the great ways that real estate has helped people? It's to build wealth, right? So many times we talk about the process up front and then we, then we trend, then at the end we're like, and that's the result or that's the benefit, but nobody like, they don't give a shit about the process, right? So it'd be like, if you and I said, Hey, let's show you how to start a podcast. Like there's going to be some few people who are interested in podcasts that want to learn that. But what if you started out with say, this is the most underrated way to build a really deep connection with your audience that can make you millions of dollars. And by the way, you're probably not even thinking of it. You'd be like, what, what's Jeff going to tell me now? Like what yeah. I'm hooked. Yeah. Then you go into the process, which is start a podcast. 
here's how you do that. Yeah. If you start the video with here's the pro how to start a podcast, or you start the other way I just said, I can guarantee I'll bet any amount of money that the first video gets exponentially more views. So you must start with the pro the benefit. So that's why I started to do like, here's a, you know, here's a way to build wealth. Here's a way to become financially free. Buy rental properties. So that way you have passive income, you know, or um, you know, what's the most common thing I've seen with my most wealthy clients is that they all have a bunch of real estate. Why do they, why do they prefer real estate? Well, it's because of all these tax benefits in real estate, right? So I like that part of it. I personally own, you know, a bunch of properties. So I just wanted to talk about what I'm doing. And so I thought I like the wealth part about that. And it turns out that a lot of consumers are interested in leveling up their money and investing and wanting more passive income. So that's cool. And then on the real estate side, I think like, there's still a lot of people into real estate, like getting a, getting a property. And so you would just want to talk about, again, the benefits upfront or a mistake that they could avoid. Cause that's also a benefit. Like if I can avoid a pitfall, that is a true benefit to me. So I could say like, here's the most, here's the worst mistake you can make. If you're a first time buyer, don't do this. Mm -hmm. Or here's the, here's like the three biggest mistakes I see cost people money when they're selling or when they're buying. So mistake avoidance is another kind of way to loop people in. But you just kind of think of like, if I just come across the first few lines of this video, what's in it for me? And try and make that the broadest appeal possible and then get narrow in the actual video. Yeah, that's, I mean, you, you even said it more so because we talk about hooks all the time and it's, you know, you, you and I sit and watch our peers videos and cringe because it's like, oh God, don't lead like that. Like, you know, you, you just nailed it. I mean, the, the way you described you know, starting a podcast or how to create wealth. Yeah. It's, it's finding it's leading with that solution, leading with the end result, leading with what they want. Yeah. Like how, how many times have you seen this video, Jeff, how to get your offer accepted in a tight market? Well, what, if I'm a buyer, I don't even know the market was tight. Shit. I don't even know what an offer is. And I sure as shit don't know the value of getting an offer accepted versus not like, I'm just new to this whole thing. Yeah. So what, at the end of the day, are you really talking about? You're talking about, one of the most key components to getting a house, or you're also talking about a mistake that buyers make when they're buying a house. So here is the most common mistake I see people making right now when they're trying to buy a house. Their offer isn't structured properly. You have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. So now I've just taken that very narrow topic of how to write an offer and I've given it broad appeal. I've said, hey, whether or not you're even in the market to buy a house, you should probably save this video. Hey, you should probably share this with your family and friends because this is important. So it, it makes the content more appealing when you lead with this. So think of, you know, now if anybody's watching this, just think of like, hey, these are the, uh, these are the things I need to think about when I want to make a video about a certain topic. Take that same topic and make it appeal to more people, people who aren't even in the market right now. That would be mm -hmm. your goal. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, give a, give a, give another relevant example. So let's, let's use, um, I'm just going to see what you got. Let's use the example of, you know, uh, is the market going to crash? That's a common title yes. or lead in or interest rates are rising. You know, yeah. how would you lead in the video versus what you're seeing from 99% of our world? Yeah. So people are talking about interest rates going up. Some people aren't aware it's very narrow, you know, um, I think now it's becoming more in the news. So people are starting to become aware. What does this mean? So you could say, you know, what's going on with interest rates and what does that mean for you? That would be one way I would say, 
really what's happening is the Fed is changing rates to cool off the housing market. If you, if you want to be straight with it. So I would say, did the government just make it harder to buy a house? Well, sort of, here's what happened. Right. And then you'd be like, what the government. And then if you like Joe Biden, maybe you, you put somebody else like in there. If you don't like Joe Biden, you could put like Joe Biden's fit. Did the government, did Joe Biden just yeah. make it harder to buy a house? Even though like, you know, then some guy's going to be like, well, it's not the government, it's the fed. Okay. Like, you know, it's not literal, right? You're just, you can get to the point in the explanation. You can, you can clarify even in the caption, but um, in the beginning, you need to make it very simple. So uh, yeah, those, those would be good hooks. I think one other one that would work really well would be like, um, you know, the biggest news in housing that you're not even aware of, or the, how is the housing market finally going to cool off? Here's what's going on, you know? And, and these are topics that people are actually searching for right now is, is the housing bubble going to pop yeah. or it's finally happening. Housing is cooling off. Here's what's going on. Then you could talk about rates. Yeah. I love it, and then you could yeah. also spin it as a benefit, right? You could also say, well, shit, rates went up. That's going to eliminate some of the people who were barely qualified or who were, you know, reaching on price. But for the people that are well qualified, now you're going to be able to buy a property with less competition. So that's the good news. And by the way, your the house purchase can be forever. Your interest rate doesn't have to be forever. You can always refinance when rates come down. Because one thing I do know is what goes up must come down. Or you could like make it like make it like uh, kind of like you're not stuck with this rate forever. Just get into the house because that's the most important thing. And then you can refi later. It's beautiful. You, you, so you realtors well. and lenders should be doing that video. I, I agree. But listen to what he just said there. It's not just about doing the video. It's how you lead into that video that is going to probably dictate how well the video performs. It's, and if you get traction, you won't quit. So yep. the problem, Jeff, is most people don't get any traction. So they quit. Like, what's the point? I get, you know, he's watching these videos. Yep. I'm going back to whatever else I was doing. Netflix yep. at night. Yep. Right. So um, if, if we could give if these tips would help people get going, then that, then I think you'll be better off. So obviously some of it's just putting in the work, putting in the reps takes time. But the other part is, Hey, there's probably a more effective way to do the video. If you, if you talk to either one of us three years ago, I bet you we would both just say, get on camera. Let's get, just put yourself out there. Don't worry about it. Just put them, put them out. Now that's not enough anymore. Unfortunately, you have to actually do a little better to cut, to stand out. Yeah, totally agree. So, uh, it, you know, as you're, as we're talking to, to that audience, which is, which is the majority of, of everyone listening, probably, um, you know, most people get, get, uh, kind of hung up or, or they get paralyzed by perfection and, and, uh, you know, DRock, we talked to DRock a lot and, you know, he's a big proponent of just saying, listen, consistency, quantity over quality, just get it out. Uh, you know, what is your take on, on that, uh, mindset? Yeah, I think like there was a point where, you know, you should just post as much as possible. Um, and that works on the, now there's a little bit of nuance. So like TikTok, for example, is literally like swinging about like, and you know, if you get, get better at your swing and then you connect more often. And a lot of times you could have a great swing, but not connect. That's okay. Just keep swinging. And, and then you'll start hitting and you start seeing this reach. And so you should feed that as much as possible. That's why Gary and DRock say, Hey, post four times a day on TikTok if you can. I understand that's not realistic for people, but like the more, the better. Now, what I found on like other platforms like, like Instagram and uh, that same advice needs a little bit of tweaking because um, on Instagram, for example, when you post, it shows it to a segment of the people who follow you. And it also shows it to, if it's a real, it shows it to a segment of 
people who are strangers, new follow, like never seen you before for free, by the way, which is kind of cool. So it's introducing you to these random people on the internet. But when it shows it to your people, if they like scroll past it or don't watch it or just like think it's cringe, like that kind of pushes it down and it doesn't keep going to the next next levels, right? So, um, you know, like if you just are posting for the sake of posting and it's just garbage, like you, people are going to tune you out or like even mute you in certain cases. Like on TikTok, it's, it's mostly the opposite. It's mostly strangers. So if you screwed up, like you got another shot, literally one minute later you could just post another one and be another random group of strangers but on instagram it's still like kind of like a different algorithm so you kind of have to tweak that and i don't want someone to take the advice of like post six times a day and then they post like dirt you know and like just stuff they it's just not relevant and it's, they're not putting any thought into the content and then all of a sudden everybody in their sphere or soi who follows them on instagram is like literally cringing every time they see their name come up and they just scroll past it or worse they mute you yeah. which is even sending a worse signal to the algorithm yeah. or unfollow. Oh yeah. Worse. Yeah. So you're losing people by doing this. So I think you should probably have a balance of like, it meets the base level of quality and it's useful. And then from there post as much as you possibly can, you know, and, and I would rather have someone do like commit to once a week or twice a week than to go hard six times a day for like two weeks and then quit. Yeah. Cause it's not about who can do it this month. It's about who's going to do it for the whole year and two years and three years. That's where the real benefit is, is if you stick yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. It's, it's, it's about, it's about building a cadence for yourself. If you're, if you're nowhere, start, start somewhere. Then you're Dude, not going to a week of... would be great. I Correct. mean, you're beating majority of the industry. If you post just once a week. Correct. Yep. And then, and then take it and, and, and learn that cadence and figure out a rhythm and then jump to two times a week and then continue to grow from there, which exactly. is exactly what you and I have done. Um, I want to I want to shift over to your uh, I think that tons of gold right there. If, if you didn't take anything from that, you're not paying attention. Uh, but let's talk about these these events that you do. Uh, so you've got a big one coming up. But but one of the reasons why you and I connected in the first place was because I see these little masterminds you're doing. I, that's what I would call them. Uh, yep. Content creation workshops. Uh, you, you people fly in. I, I don't know how many of them are local, but it's yeah. pretty intimate. And, and you put together these workshops where you're helping people create a content strategy. Tell us a little bit about that um, and, and kind of what, what the, the participants or the people, the attendees are gaining as a result of coming to that. Yeah. So we have a, what I did was I, I had a lot of people reach out to me over the years for tips and advice and things like that. And I got to speak at a lot of cool events and conferences and mortgage companies and real estate companies who had me come talk to their teams. And I would talk about it. And then I look back and nobody does the work. And we did the videos or maybe a few people did, but then they quit. And I'm like, shit, what's going on here? And I said, you know what? Like if there's a room of a hundred, what if there's like three people here that are dead serious about taking this thing to the next level? And I said, look, let me just try this. I just did it like cold one night. I was like, Hey, you know, how many people are guilty of coming to these events and never doing the work afterwards? Myself included. Like I got a book full of notes and nothing executed. Okay. So to make sure that doesn't happen, I'm doing an event. I'm going to bring 10 people out to my office. My entire media team is going to be there and we're going to do it for you. We're going to show you how we come up with the ideas. We're going to help you write them. Then we're going to shoot them. We're going to show you how to set up the shot. We're going to actually shoot it. We're going to show you how to deliver the message properly with proper communication and, and really like reduce the learning curve and hold your hand and do it. And then when you leave at the end of that workshop, you're going to have done some great videos and you'll know even more valuable. You'll know how to continue doing it on your own. 
So I figured if I got someone started with doing it properly, they would get traction quicker. They'll, they'll be less likely to quit and they'll have the confidence because they're like going to take this thing that they put on this pedestal. Like I can't do this and shit like, dude, I did it. I could do this, man. This is actually something I, and I've, that's been the biggest shift is some of the participants left with just their chest out a little bit more like, yo, I'm good at this. Like I was, I, I'm actually cool on video. Like I, I got better at it in just a short period of time because I worked with experts. So it was kind of cool to see. We've just done, we do in really small groups, just 10 people bring them out here. I have a media team of like 10 people, uh, video, video editing, speech communication, um, copywriting. And we just go through the whole process from start to finish. And then while you're not shooting in that workshop, you're with me in a classroom where I'm teaching you the ways to leverage it. So it's like, okay, now that you have this social presence and you have some followers, what are the simple conversion tactics that you can use that have worked the best? So I've tried a hundred things. There's seven that work. Let's just teach you those seven. So you don't have to go through all the trial and error. So I just show you, Hey, this is a really good way to convert your followers to a webinar where you can get leads, or here's a really good way to host a class for other realtors or for lenders. And so I just show you how I set those funnels up and then how the participants can do it themselves. And it creates that same thing of like, that wasn't so bad. I can do this. Yeah. And so you kind of leave with this kind of full 360 thing of like, I'm going to create content. Here's the purpose of the content. Once I have an audience, here's how I'm going to leverage that to get business. And then I can repeat and repeat and really grow from there. So um, it's been super fun. I love teaching this stuff. Uh, my main business is doing deals just like majority of the people in the industry, but it's just a passion project I do on the side and it's been awesome. Yeah. Which probably ends up feeding the beast ultimately. Um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I know I've made works. some really cool relationships mm -hmm. with people. Um, some people have ended up coming to work with us, but it's not like a, an event for me to get something from you. It's an event for the participants to jumpstart their content yeah. and get traction and learn. And then just by, def by just, you know, the nature of the thing, we end up staying in contact and some business has formed from that, but that's not the main purpose of it. it just happened. And then uh, the other event is a more like a large scale thing that we do annually. Last year we had to do it really small because of COVID, but this year all the restrictions are off. So we're doing a really big event in Vegas. We do this once a year. It's called the forward event. Um, and we have Gary V there Ed Milet, a bunch of other amazing speakers. And we have 700 uh, of like the top people from real estate and mortgage come out to Vegas for a day. And it's just like, you know, it's one of these things that's not like a typical conference. It's like high energy, you know, all killer, no filler. Like we have one piece of value after another piece of value, a lot of great networking's going on in a cool venue. This is what this one's at resorts world in Vegas, which is that new resort um, that just opened last year. And it's just, it's just awesome experience. And the reason why I love live events is a, yes, you're going to learn something and you're going to take away some amazing knowledge. And it's cool to get out of your current environment with a new group in a new city, like-minded, just get out of your day to day because yeah. you can't absorb this information otherwise. So you're there, you're able to take it in. Something's going to click. I heard things seven times. I heard it at the event. And it finally clicked. Cool. That's going to work for somebody. But then the next part that is underrated is the relationships in the room. So sometimes the guy sitting right to the left, right and left to you is more valuable than the person on the stage from yeah. a business perspective. And if you introduce yourself to some people there, focus on going deeper with like five people. And then all you have to do is be genuine and follow up afterwards. So like people meet these people, never speak to them again. Like that, that's not how networking is supposed to be. So exchange contact info. The next week, 
hey man, really good meeting you at the event. Looking forward to what whatever you talked about or just follow up because nobody ever follows up. And then now you have a good open conversation with that person. Uh, it's led to huge business opportunity for me. And I think it's totally underrated because people go to these things for the information, but that's only half the benefit. The networking yeah. is huge. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're 1 million percent, right? We've been, and, and you are the, the sum of, of, of the people you spend your time with. And if you're the person that goes to events and ends up spending your time at the bar and, and uh, you, you come in either a hungover or you don't even show up at all the next day, which I know I'm talking to some of you, you know, look in the mirror. I mean, that's, that's probably an indicative, that's indicative of where your business has gone as well. Yeah, and people will say it's a waste of time. So, you know, these events and it's a waste of time because you, you didn't go in intentionally. So go yeah. in intentionally looking to create relationships, go in intentionally looking. There's going to be 30 things that are going to be taught to you. Pick two that really resonated and let's yeah. execute those. You speak at events all the time, Jeff. I see you at diff this thing and that thing every other month. Um, like, you know, do you ever feel like there's a bit of an overload? you know, like information overload from the audience perspective? Well, I mean, you know, being as somebody that, that, that has now been doing it, what we, you and I are talking about and what we're teaching and, you know, Tristan's another one. Uh, I think there's, there's not enough uh, actual practitioners. Yeah. I think there's too many people talking about this that, that were already on a success level that they just got into social media and hired a team to do it. And they really not done it, right? They're not doing it. They just have teams of people doing it. And to me, that's a lot less valuable than the people that bootstrapped it and said, I got to figure this out. And then as a result of what we've done, it has skyrocketed and hockey stick curved our businesses, which is like you and I, that's why you and I are such big believers in this stuff. That's why when I stand on stage, I'm so passionate about it because I really genuinely say, this is what it can do for you. Frankly, and Neil, you know, I think I've told you this before. I share for two reasons. One, I genuinely want to teach, but there's that other side of me that says, I also realize I'm intimidating my competition while I do this and they're yeah. going to stay intimidated and that's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that too. Right. Um, but I, you know, I don't know the, the, to answer your question on overload, I just don't think there's enough of um, there. There's definitely no there's definitely an overload of content. There's definitely an overload of conferences, especially post COVID. Now that there's so much crap online, um, but it's up to each individual to find the people, and that's where it comes back to finding the practitioners. So whether whether you're learning about you know uh, dominating leads, whether you're learning about you know how to be the best best uh, you know like I said lead converter or 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 door knocker, I don't care what it is. You want to get into luxury. Uh, find the people that you can find a track record and are actually living yeah. it every single day versus there's a lot of pretenders out there. Big time. It's like uh, the coaching space and coaches provide insane value, but they're not same. the same as a guy who's in the trenches, you know? So same. that's why I love the events where there's people speaking uh, who are actually practitioners doing it, people like yourself. So uh, those are going to be the best things to people to learn from. And I think there's this new phenomenon happening where, you know, you used to like really look up to business leaders. I still do, but like, there's only so much you can learn from like Elon Musk, you know, like I'm not going to, it's too far ahead. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So the guy that provides the most value is a guy who's one, two, three steps ahead of you yeah. because the best type of content is when I'm watching it and I'm like, you know what? I could do this. Right. Or if Jeff did it, I could do it. If Neil did it. I could do it. Yep. And then when we are actually vulnerable and be like, here, look, I go back. Here's one of my first videos. Look how bad I suck. 
by the way, that was just like three years ago, right? Uh, I'm an introvert. Like I still did it. So, you know, like you got to put yourself like, Hey, I'm just like you guys out here. I'm not that far removed. And uh, probably there's people in the audience that are smarter than me in, 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 in terms of industry knowledge, but I'm here to help you with the marketing piece. And here's how I did it. And I think that has been really helpful to people because they can, they can say, Hey, I can do this shit too. And then I think that that whole, you know, the, the, the game has shifted, the attention game has shifted and people uh, want the goods. You got to give it to them now. Like this whole, you know, celebrity, celebritizing things like, Oh, look at me in front of my new thing. Or look at me with this celebrity. People don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Like you, you could take a picture with the biggest celebrity in the world and think that it's going to blow you up. And literally people have moved on seconds later. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, I used to, I used to think if I could get this guy on my podcast, it'll blow up. No, the only way to blow podcasts, if you provide insane value to the listeners and they share it, that is literally the only way to blow up now. Same with your content. So uh, the, that's cool because actually even the playing field doesn't matter who you are. If you provide value, people share your shit, you win. I love it. So, so uh, how can, and we'll share this in the show notes, but how can people learn more about the upcoming event? Uh, so go to forwardevent.com. Uh, hopefully you'll be there, Jeff. It's going to be awesome. It's a bunch of people, you know, that are there going to be there by the way. Um, it's going to be amazing. And uh, when I say this, I mean, I'll tell you right now, this will be the best event you've been to. If you come to this event, if somebody's like, yo, I came here, it was a fucking waste of my time. I'll give you your money back afterwards. Like come find me there. Tell me you didn't like it. I'll, I'll refund you on the spot because it like, we put so much effort into this thing being awesome and being like, basically I go to all these events. I'm like, that was cool. That wasn't so cool. So I've taken like all the good shit and then I've cut out all the stuff that bothers me and like left that out. So yeah, um, it'll be pretty, pretty dope to see. Uh, the, and, and like you said, it's post COVID now. So you're just getting a ton of these things. And I've been to some really good ones. I've also been to some pretty bad ones. You know, it just kind of depends on who's running them. Totally. Totally. hundred percent. Yep. And, and, and like you say, it is, it is somewhat diluted. What about the smaller events? Where can they learn more about those? If you're going to do those? Um, so uh, if you go to my account, uh, Neil home on Instagram, there's a link in the bio and it'll tell you all, I have a links to all the different programs that we do. We have a virtual and then we have an in-person. Um, so anybody Perfect. who would like to connect, and if you're not ready to come to anything, just join the email list. I send out free tips every month. So I, I was just going to say, and, and that's the thing. And it's, I, I want to call it a trick of the trade, but I mean, you know, I, I intentionally follow the people that I can, that, that continually inspire me are doing things that I know are at a high level. Um, you know, you and I, it's, it's not competition. It's, it's, let's kind of work from each other. And uh, he did something cool here team we got to do this something cool right yeah. i've got i've got the, the director of operations sitting on the back end here watching this and she's probably going to come back in the meeting and be like we got to do this and we got to do this and that, it, we're all living in a copycat world ultimately that's what this is all about and yeah and, and you're going to do it different do than it. i would have done it you know and yeah. i see stuff in your stories i'm like shit i could do that you know or like or in and it actually inspires you to do more Cause yes. you have this like FOMO. So it's like, Oh, Jeff's doing, I better, I got to keep up with this guy. You know, I better do, <laughs> I better get my podcast started too, you know? And it's kind of cool. It's not, it's not a competition, even though it is, but it's kind of like friendly, you know, it's like, yeah. cause there's plenty of business for everybody. That's it. That's it. And what's cool about this is there's not that many people doing content properly. So when you become a good marketer, when you become a good content creator, you put yourself in this elite category that is truly separating you from everybody else. Cause a bunch of people who are going to try, 
but who's actually going to do it properly and who's going to stick with it. That's going to be a small group and it is totally attainable to put yourself in that group. That's the yeah. cool part. Still 2022, you can still do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, dude. So uh, obviously we've mentioned Neil home on Instagram. Well, where else can people find you? That's the best plot place. And then there's a link there that can connect with everything I'm doing. Um, and yeah, anybody message me or whatever, usually I was, I was trying to respond to everybody who asked questions. So hit me up. Um, I love doing this stuff probably to my own detriment. I'm like, you know, working on answering somebody's content questions for free when I should be working on the next deal, oh, but cause same. I love this more than I do, but you know, that's just the rub. I always have to just block the time. So now what I've done to, to kind of fix that is block time for actually responding and talking to people. Cause if you just do it randomly, you'll be all over scatterbrained, you know? I know the feeling. I know the feeling well. And for those of you that, that are thinking and watching this and thinking, I want to be like that, you know, there is a level of scaling your team first. You know, you've got yeah. to get your business in order. If your business affairs are in order and your business fails, this blows up. And uh, I think you and I obviously must have done a pretty good job of scaling our teams to be able to keep that machine just kind of turning while we're off. I, like I always say, just being a unicorn and, and you know, playing in the rainbows. Um, but that's, by the way, that that's probably, is, I'm, I'm sure you spend a lot of time solving mortgage problems still during the day. Uh, to a degree, more on the business yeah. side. We've really scaled to the point where I don't, uh, I, I joke and say, I try never to open Encompass. That's my goal for an entire, for an entire year, never to open Encompass. That's our LOS. Holy shit. And, and I've my opened goal, it seven times today, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I haven't probably opened it in, in, in seven, probably a few weeks, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, that that's where I am. But, and anyway, I just, so now I just gave Neil a goal. Now I just gave, gave Neil. There a you go. I see. I'm learning some. Yeah. yeah. But that, and, that's and the that, reality. That is, that's it. That, that's it. I mean, you look at the Ken Pozak, you look at the Brad McCallums, you look at these people, they're scaling their business because they've, they've figured out a way to spend a lion's share of their time on content creation. Like Neil has dude, I don't want to take any more of your time. This has already been a long podcast, but a golden podcast. I just love connecting with you. If nobody listens to this, it's worth my time. Um, so I appreciate you giving us your time and um, we'll definitely stay in touch. Let's talk off offline about, uh, about the event. Thanks for, thanks for having me, Jeff. Thanks brother. Thanks for listening to social genius brought to you by drunk on social. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated. 